You're listening to Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast. Charlie Sungho Shin, VP Data Strategy and Analytics at the Indianapolis Colts. Welcome to Sports Tech Feed. Great to have you on the show. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for having me. So can you please share a little bit about your role at the Colts, your background, kind of how you came to be in this position, and then we can dive into the work that you do there. Absolutely. So as you've introduced, my official title is Data Strategy and Analytics. So I'm involved in a lot of the roles and uh, uh, responsibilities associated with consumer data and analytics. But really, when you think about it, it's it's much broader um, because the role that data and analytic plays is to really help drive the business of uh, the the sports organization like the Colt. So uh, when you think about it, it starts from helping the organization understand the the customers. So a lot of the market segmentations or uh, customer analysis is kind of at the uh, uh, at the starting point. And then based on that, we need to understand what are the important data points that we need to collect. Uh, and those aren't just about the the you know profile of the consumers or transactional data, but also a lot of the uh, qualitative data, uh, their behavioral data, uh, or even psychographic data. And you know how do you go about acquiring those data um, is an area that we focus on, um, and that could be done through you know a variety of different systems that exist out there. But also a lot of the work that we would do from a surveys to uh, we recently just completed a focus group interviews with our fans. So uh, different ways that we go about collecting those data. Uh, and then we need to make sense of all of that, right? So there's a lot of emphasis around analysis of the data um, to make sure that we're able to get the insights that we need. Um, and then we need to act on those insights and those data. So uh, another area that uh, we're responsible for is activating against the data. Um, and then the, uh, the last piece is, you know, a lot of this can't be done without the right technologies in place. Um, so that's another big area that we focused on is making sure that we're building out the right marketing technology infrastructure that helps with the data collection, data analysis, and then data activation so that we not only understand who our fans are and and, uh, gain insights, but we have the ability to act on those data to um, drive engagement or monetize uh, against them. So uh, those are key areas. And then the last piece is making sure that we're um, meeting our expectations and our performance. So making sure we're building out the right KPI structure for the organization, as well as supporting KPIs for each individual department, is uh, kind of uh, the scope of, of areas that we will uh, we are involved in. Wow, so it's it's, it's a lot um, to to put it put it simply. And and how do you with so much that you can do with data, and and then secondarily, so much data that you can gather. I mean, as you said, like the, it's just endless the amount of information that you can get uh, about your fans and and what they think, how they spend, how they experience the game day, how they experience outside of the stadium, everything else. How do you focus, I guess, firstly on what, what are the problems to be solved and then how do you decide, all right, what is the best way to gather information, gather, gather data on that? So, I mean, that's such a critical point because, as you mentioned, there's so much information um, that you could gather. And a lot of times, many of the organizations are collecting data for the sake of collecting data, and that doesn't really help them. But uh, what we try to do is first understand our customers, our fans, 
to identify the areas of opportunity as well as understanding some of the barriers or issues that are uh, uh, causing them from uh, consuming our brand, right? And that will help us. And that's going to vary uh, between the teams, even within the same NFL leagues, right? Just because uh, the teams are part of the NFL, whether that's the you know 49ers or the the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts or the New York Giants, doesn't mean that they all have the same uh, uh, fan base or the the same challenges or issues. Um, so understanding what those are for your market, for your fans. Uh, is the, the most important part of uh, the process. So, you know, we've put, since I got here, there's been a lot of work done on understanding our fan base, analyzing their behaviors, their motivations, um, some of the barriers that are uh, causing them from uh, consuming us or uh, understanding the areas where they're not satisfied um, has been the focal point and Based on that, we're slowly able to identify areas that we need to address, areas that we need to focus on. And, you know, I usually kind of divide it into two areas. One is um, there is the internal capability aspect, right? So a lot of those challenges might be driven by lack of infrastructure or lack of process or lack of, you know, resource being allocated to deliver that. So understanding that gap is an important piece. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we're doing is uh, kind of revamping our marketing technology architects to be able to support all of that uh, um, centricity and their engagements and being able to uh, provide the right and relevant journey at the right time and right channels and all of that, right, has been something that we're, we're focusing on. But then at the same time, other area is the external piece where uh, focuses on how we engage uh, with our fans and what are the message that we're providing? What are the value proposition that we're putting in forward? Types of products that we're putting in? What is the pricing of the tickets um, that makes the most sense? So those are another aspects that we need to focus on. So these are the two areas that we've looked at and based on the assessments, we've been able to identify and kind of put together a roadmap to start building this out. You know, We can't do everything at once. But the first step is understanding what needs to be done and then having a, a plan that really uh, makes sense from looking at our internal resource and our priorities to make sure that we're tackling the ones that are most important. That's going to help us get the most impact uh, to our fans. Um, so those are kind of the ways that we're approaching in terms of um, figuring out you know, areas that we want to focus on and also the resource that we want to put in and, and the investments, because a lot of this requires uh, uh, financial investments from you know, investing in different technologies or different programs or initiatives that's going to help us drive this. Is it one of those things that you seek out within the internal teams within the organization for problems that they're trying to solve? Or is it as much that you go out and I guess gather information to identify blind spots because the first thing you said there is, is it's, well, maybe this is something that is an issue that just hasn't been resourced properly with enough dedicated focus. And that could be because there isn't the resource there due to whatever other constraints, with whether that's, you know, budget, team, technology, or it could just be, it could be there's not resources there because it wasn't realised that it was an issue. And, and, you know, simple things of, of a game day experience where, some sort of uh, process to ingress egress is slow in the stadium 
um, and then it's not being realized why. Yeah. I mean, again, it all starts with understanding from our customers and what the bottlenecks are and the barriers that's, that's causing the, uh, uh, the challenges. And once we understand what that is, and then obviously, you know, we got to look at the, the, the level of impact all of those are having. And that priority it, it has to then match, you know, kind of map back to, uh, it could be a financial priority or it could be a um, other metrics that is important for the organizations to determine, you know, what that represents and, and the, the size of the opportunity or loss of opportunities uh, of the assessment. So, you know, what I'm trying to do uh, with the with our organization is not only focus on the financial aspect, but, um, you know, we consider the financial aspect to be more of a lagging indicator, meaning it's, it's, a, it's a result, right? The revenues are part of an, a result by uh, certain actions that our fans have taken. So how do we focus on more of the leading indicators that ultimately drives the financial uh, uh, results? So thinking about the satisfaction, thinking about the engagements, um, thinking about you know, how they're engaging and what are uh, some of the reasons why they decide not to continue to engage or not to continue to consume. And if we are able to address that, then naturally that's going to you know, increase of that uh, KPI is going to drive the consumption from a financial standpoint. So kind of shifting that mind uh, of you know, not only focusing on the revenues, but let's focus on the leading indicators that drives and have an impact on that revenue so that we could get to the root cause of, of the, the challenge that we're, we're faced with. And, you know, that has helped us kind of open up uh, uh, different views and, and uh, internally, and then looking at, you know, what, what is the cause of that? And to your point, it could be uh, just lack of understanding or awareness of the issues. It could be a lack of integration because, um, you know, you tend to have a departmental goals um, that are established that might not be completely aligned across different uh, departments. So how do we make sure that we're aligning it so we're all kind of working towards the same objectives and goals? Um, so those are some of the conversation that we have. Um, and then making sure that the process and the, the KPIs that we agree on reflect on the discussions and the, the challenges that we've identified. You know, people tend to behave the way that they're measured. So if we're not having the right measurements in place, and it's going to be impossible for us to change those behaviors uh, down the line. So uh, those are a lot of the areas that we, we try to focus on and then making sure that we're, once that's kind of agreed on, then we could think about, okay, what are the data that's gonna help us address this? Where can we go get those data? What are the actual data fields that we need? Uh, and how do we go about analyzing them? And then how do we go about act actioning against the insights or the data that we, we find? Um, so that's kind of the step and the, the, the approach that we've taken um, during the last year or so. So we're obviously out of season coming into to the next season. What are some things that, I guess, examples that you can publicly share with us of of what you're working on so and feel free to go as big or small on this as as um as as you want we had the um some of the the strategy and analytics team from um 49ers on uh, on the show just before christmas and they were talking about their all-inclusive food menu for instance as like a as a um an initiative that they've been a data-led fan review 
and that was something that came up um, as an option. And then, as you said, the, the, the final financial results for them as well followed from coming with that fan-centric perspective. So what's something that the Colts are doing um, across the fan experience to, to apply this uh, data strategy? Absolutely. So, yeah, we're, we're just getting started. So we might not have an example like the one that 49ers kind of shared because that I'm sure process took about a year and a half or two to start from uh, analyzing the data to understand that, hey, food options or uh, the, the cost of food or, you know, that experience was not at on par with the, the rest of the, uh, the business. So, you know, the one of the solution that they came out was putting together that all inclusive package that helped, but that I'm sure require a lot of financial analysis to understand the implication of that and, and so on. So uh, we're, we're kind of at a stage where we're trying to understand a uh, little bit more about our fans and um, what are the biggest barriers that's uh, creating challenges or frictions? Or what are some of the new opportunities that's out there that we haven't yet uh, thought about? Um, so we, we've done a lot of, you know, we've done some internal uh, segmentations uh, using third-party data uh, like YouGov. We've recently, as I've mentioned, done a focus group interview using uh, a protocol jobs to be done. Um, and basically what that is, is using job as a metaphor to understand why people hire the Colts to do certain uh, or address certain solutions for the problem that they're trying to solve. Um, and um, through this uh, interviews, we were able to get really rich insights into um, understanding of the needs as to why they're consuming us. Why are people hiring Colts to do certain you know, uh, uh, jobs and, you know, some of the things which could seem obvious, but something that we don't, you know, really think about uh, or have uh, thought about using it to apply into our business planning could be like, you know, the things that we've identified them were um, sense of belonging. Like, mm. it makes sense, right? People love sports because they're associated with that team and that team represents something. But there was a, such a strong uh consensus across all the customers and fans that we've talked to in terms of the role that the, the, the sports plays and in, in helping them be part of a certain communities uh, and having that sense of belongings or talking about the um, how they're using the cult to bond with their family members, whether it could be your child or your, your significant others. And that's the way that they're they're bonding with them or spending time and connecting with them, right? And then there's some uh, feedbacks related to, this is my way of getting out of my day-to-day -day life. This is a, you know, getting away from my routine. It's my time that I block out and this, you know, I enjoy and I don't have to think about all the other things that I need to get back. So, um, you know, those are very interesting uh, uh, kind of motivations. But then how do we then take this and then apply it into our strategies and marketings, right? How do we foster the sense of belongings? Uh, and how do we scale this out? Maybe, you know, what can be done outside of the game days that could help drive these type of, uh, of needs that they're looking for or the reason why they're hiring? And then also we got to hear some of the barriers. Like, hey, this is causing, I, causing me to... Uh, prevent me from consuming this, even though I love it and I still do love it, but 
these you know barriers are preventing me from doing this like so for example like hey you guys have a game at one o'clock more than some of the other teams and i gotta go to church <laughs> right like that's a huge barrier for him um and he has a separate community within the church that he's uh, uh using to to kind of uh, uh build relationship with now not saying we're going to compete against that but like just by understanding it and and understanding why that's preventing it then we could think about well then what are some of the other ways that we could help him uh or her experience that maybe then outside of the games that are at one o'clock maybe sunday four o'clock games let's make sure we get that in front of him or thursday night monday night so that you know it doesn't have a uh, a conflict with with his sunday uh service so things like that i think is helpful for us to understand then we could start to formulate some of the strategies on what can we do how do we go about uh, approaching this um and or even modifying existing programs to make sure that, hey, these are some of the aspects that we need to think about and get that messages out because that's what people are looking for, right? That's fascinating. And, and it's it's something that um, can often be used in platitudes about sports being belonging and, and you know, elevating beyond the day-to-day -day and escapism and things like that, things that we all know, but actually having some data around that to support that and, and how people um, interact with their favorite team. And obviously with things like uh, belonging, for instance, as an example, um, how that practically fits into, if you have uh, fandom for your team, but you're not in the city. So if you're not in, in Indy, how do you then maintain that sense of belonging where you can't be in a stadium full of, of screaming Colts fans? And that's certainly something that's, um, a big conversation in the industry at the moment is, well, what do you do for those fans that will never be within 50 miles of your stadium? Um, and what do you do in a meaningful way? Exactly. And that's where going back to the KPI, if you have financial as your you know, priority, kind of the main KPIs for the organizations, then obviously everything that you just talked about, that audience segment might be at the lower priority because they're not delivering direct revenue contributions because they're out of market. They're not going to be coming and attending your game, but still there's a lot of things that they could, you know, be valuable in terms of indirectly, right? Whether that's consuming your media and, and uh, that helps derive that overall media values. It could be uh, uh, merchandising or it could be other forms of, maybe there's a new business model that can be uh, uh, thought about in terms of driving some of that revenue opportunities. But again, if we don't focus it from the uh, uh, leading indicators and, and uh, think about uh, from a perspective that, hey, you know, if the engagement is our top priority and and, and then this becomes relevant audience for us to focus on because they're still avid fans that wants to consume or, or build relationship with us. And then we focus on building that engagement. And then ultimately that will lead to some form of financial in, in you know, other ways, whether you know, they might be traveling in town and that gives them opportunity to purchase tickets or in other ways that we could think about uh, generating that revenue. But um, so it's important to make sure that we have the right kind of uh, a goal that's set um, that focuses on driving the leading indicators that will ultimately lead to um, driving the, um, the financial uh, revenue.
I, I love that, the, the idea of treating the, the cause, not the symptom. So going back to saying, what is this, rather than just looking at it, um, I guess, turning it on its head. So that's, that's great. And uh, kind of leading on from, from your role at the Colts, so before you were at MLS, uh, Major League Soccer, so what are some of the biggest differences you've seen since moving from that MLS um, league-wide role into an individual um, club role and then obviously the step up um, in scale in the NFL? Wow. It's, um, you know, I kind of the best way to explain the, the dynamic of the league and the club is I think when you're working at a league, I, I see it as more of a B2B2C business model, right? And league being the, the business and then the club being another business there. And then ultimately you have the fan. Now, league tends to focus on supporting the clubs so that the clubs could have a better relationship with their fans, Right. Um, and then the reason for that is I don't think there's any fan out there that says, hey, you know, MLS, I'm a fan of MLS. You are usually I'm a fan of, you know, Atlanta United or I'm a fan of LAFC or I'm a fan of New York Rebels. Right. And they're just part of that MLS structure or the, the, the leagues. Therefore, they'll support it. But I don't think you'll have someone walking around going, hey, you know, with the MLS logo as their badge going, hey, this is this is what I'm supporting. Well, right? you had a, you had Rob Lowe at the Super Bowl wearing not this one just gone, but the one before wearing an NFL hat um, and it was shared on Twitter saying go sports teams. You know, I mean, he was he was mercilessly memed for that. But it certainly is. There's no one. There's no one wearing a, a a jersey that's just the plain league badge. And I think that goes for literally every single sport on the planet. Exactly. So in that sense, um, you know, the things that I took away in in experiencing in MLS was uh, a couple of things. One was that they were a a growth uh, a brand, which means there's a certain experience in. Uh, knowledge that you're gaining. It's like a starting up uh, a startup company, right? So you got to do a lot of stuff and uh, innovative stuff that you might not see in more of the mature brand uh, companies. So that was great in terms of being part of that growth um, and having been there for 15 seasons. So I've started when, you know, we prior to Beckham coming on board at MLS. So, you know, when I first joined, they were talking about whether or not they're going to be able to keep the lights in this, uh, uh, in this, uh, the league. Right. Um, and then seeing where the, they, they are now, I mean, it's, you know, one of the most successful and uh, fastest growing uh, professional league around the world. Um, and being part of that growth and being able to do all the cool things uh, was probably one of the best experiences that I've had and working with amazing folks um, that had such a uh, great expertise in each of their areas uh, was just phenomenal. Now, with that said, again, it was more of a B2B model. A lot of the things that we worked on was how do we support the clubs? So, um, you know, after spending uh, 15 years there, it kind of raised the question and I always wanted to be closer to the fan and be in the market because I'm looking at there and, and, you know, seeing the Seattle Sounders go crazy with their fans in Portland's and you never have that close tie and you can't say, well, that's my team or that's my fan because I'm working at the league. You always kind of had that a big void of, oh, I wish I could just go and represent one of them. So when this 
kind of opportunity came, I think um, it was it was no brainer for me to jump on board and and have that opportunity to take what I've done at the league and then let's actually go and apply them into one of the markets where I could execute and be part of that process of building and uh, fostering that culture within this market. Um, so that's been the biggest difference in terms of, it's the same, uh, when you think about the, the things that we're doing are the same, but the, the way that I needed to focus on from the league was more of the support role of helping the clubs. Um, but here I'm actually the one executing them and, and um, you know, getting the feedback and results and then making adjustments and all of that. So um, that's been the biggest uh, difference between the two. In terms of comparing MLS and NFL, again, going back to that maturity stage where, you know, I consider the MLS to be more of a uh, early kind of uh, stage or growing brand brand in, in growth phase, uh, NFL is in their maturity phase, right? So there, I don't think there's anyone that don't have watched it. I mean, we've seen it from the Super Bowl and their TV ratings. Everyone is aware of the, the teams that are out there. Um, so it's much, much more mature, but that comes with the very different strategies, right? Here at MLS, we were focusing on how we, how we build the awareness. How do we get people to in, show interest in the brand? Here, it's like the brand awareness is there, interest is there, but how do we deepen that relationship or how, how do we continuously kind of increase that commitment uh, in a variety of different ways? So um, there's definitely a different strategy that we need to take and um, that's been great experience because you can still take the same uh, framework and apply it um, with just different you know, ways to go about implementing some of your marketing and, and uh, sales strategies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that, that kind of at a league level, it's much more consultative. Whereas when it comes to the execution capability, um, that's what you get at a team is you get to see the full life cycle of, of what you're doing, in, including execution, and then, I guess, continue and start that again and iterate each version. Exactly. And just, you know, even although I'm not a, you know, I might not be in a position of a fan, just being able to have a committed to a, a brand in a market where you're going all in, that feeling is is really good as well um, because you know when you're working at MLS it's like I was engaged with all of the brands but not not in the the level of depth that, that I would want to because I just didn't have this you know the bandwidth but here it's like I'm all in Colts is my brand Colts fans are our fans Indianapolis and Indiana is my market like what can we do how do I build this and how do I build a uh, help build the the brands and the fans and um that in itself and seeing the results come to life uh, is very uh, rewarding as well. Yeah, great. Well, that, I mean, that's, it's been a really enlightening discussion and, and thank you for your time, Charlie. I want to leave you with one last question. Um, this is what we ask all our guests, but what is your favorite sporting moment of all time? Oh, I mean, there's definitely a, uh, a lot of sporting moments. I, I do want to highlight uh, my experience in, in 2002 World Cup um, and having been there. And then, you know, I'm originally from South Korea and uh, our national team made it to the quarterfinal. And the atmosphere um, that I was part of was 
still to date, I think the best experience I've had, and I've been to many major sporting events um, across the, the world, uh, Olympics and the, you know, our kind of major uh, professional uh, league events, uh, MLS Cubs, Super Bowl and MLBs and all of that. But um, still to date, I think that 2002 World Cup where, you know, thousands of people just came out to the streets um, to support their team um, was amazing. And they were all dressed in red t-shirts. Uh, our team was, the nickname was the, the devils. Um, and they had this, uh, phrase of be the red. Um, and, uh, you know, that was kind of the moment that really got me interested into the industry in the first place, but just that atmosphere and, and, and the excitement, I think is why we do what we do. Uh, and, and why people are engaged in sports is because of that feeling. So um, that definitely was one of my kind of biggest and uh, great experience that I had in sporting events. Fantastic, Charlie. And where can our listeners uh, connect with you or follow you? Um, my Twitter handle is at uh, CRM in sports, um, as well as my LinkedIn. Um, Charlie Shin uh, is my LinkedIn page. Um, so, you know, if anyone has any questions, you know, have them, feel free to reach out through those channels. It would be great. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, Charlie. Thanks for joining us on the Sports Sick Feed. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me.